Hello, and welcome to Anime Audio Commentary. Today I'll be commenting on episode 19 of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. If you'd like to watch along, then start watching now. Oh dear, that's a foreboding introduction. Wow, that was a really explosive way to start the episode, you know. For all we know, Lieutenant Hawkeye is no longer among the living. So as always, Alphonse is sort of thinking of what the right thing to do is, and in this instance it would be finding the killer of Lieutenant Colonel. Of course, this means he sort of needs to renege by proxy on the deal struck with Ling, but I mean, what can you do at this point? Wow. So this is, I think, a pretty spectacular demonstration of the power of the homunculi in that gluttony took a bunch of bullets to the head and he was still you know up and able to do things that is rather horrifying you know they didn't linger on the shot too long but it was very clear that one of his eyes had been utterly ruined by a bullet oh dear He really is absolutely monstrous, how he can just sort of close up bullet wounds near instantly. Fortunately for everyone, it seems like the Colonel's Alchemy has a fair bit more staying power than bullets do. Man, you know, the colonel really can't win for trying. You know, sure, he did sort of have to blow his own cover. 
But at the same time, I would have thought that Hawkeye would have had the presence of mind to maybe not chew him out. You know, a little bit of uh, gratitude would not go amiss. Okay, well, there you go. I guess the lieutenant is not totally without a heart. I guess it's more she has her mind on the mission. You know, there's big important stuff going on here as it relates to the 5th Laboratory and the murder of Lieutenant Colonel Hughes. So naturally, solving this has got to be a bigger priority. You know, it's interesting how everybody's uh, pretty casual with Barry the Chopper. You know, he's not exactly easy on the eyes, and given that I'm sure everybody sort of knows his reputation, he can't be, uh, well, too easy to associate with either. Alright, so this is interesting, you know, things have gotten a bit thicker. You know, Alphonse is dropping the knowledge that they were in all likelihood dealing with the homunculus, which, I guess as far as Mustang thought he knew, they were just, you know, an alchemical myth, something that could not be created. So unfortunately... It seems that what Alphonse is saying about the homunculi is tracking pretty well with what Gluttony has shown to be capable of doing. And what's worse than that, you know, even though Mustang immolated him, he is uh, certainly alive. You know, that's, uh, that's rather disquieting, you know. Mustang did manage to put him down for a little while, but by no means is that a permanent fix to the problem. So, I'm noticing a little pattern here in that Barry's erstwhile body has ran into what is called the third laboratory. You know, obviously it's related to the fifth laboratory in that they are both numbered and laboratories, but, you know, it, I guess it seemed to everyone else that this laboratory was separate and discreet. But considering that Barry the Chopper's moldering corpse is now hanging around there, it seems like either knowingly or surreptitiously it is involved with this whole conspiracy that's going on. I'd imagine it's sort of like an instance where everything they're sort of doing is furthering this conspiracy, but only like the higher-ups really know about it. You know, not to say that, like, the rank-and-file scientists are totally innocent, but at the very least they are more like pawns of evil rather than evil themselves. I mean, I feel like that wouldn't really work out for them in the long run anyways, you know. Saying, I was just following orders normally doesn't hold up in court if you've been committing crimes against humanity. And... It would seem as though there's been some pretty shady stuff going on here based on some of the implements. 
Oh, dude, the plot's getting really thick. Lust has finally shown up, and, uh... Unfortunately for Havoc, she was pretending to be his girlfriend. So the real question is, how is Mustang going to get out of this with Havoc, you know? If they couldn't put down Gluttony in any sort of permanent way, it's not likely they can do the same to Lust either. Oh dear. So Lust is sort of, um, pushed a bit of a hot button for the Colonel. You know, she mentioned the Colonel and sort of intimated that she wished she had a chance to sort of, like, torture or interrogate him. You know, understandably, the Colonel's not taking too kindly to that. And, you know, just in case we would have thought that Gluttony and Greed were particularly resilient, it's pretty clear that Lust is also made of much sterner stuff than a human being, too. Although, it's interesting that she's sort of, um, sharing a bit of information. You know, perhaps she's assuming they're not going to live long enough to make good use of it, but she's showing off that Essentially, at the core of her being is a philosopher's stone, where a human might have their heart. So, in a sense, it's proof that all these various alchemical items, I guess, are real. And I'd imagine that's uh, rather disquieting. So, unfortunately for Mustang and Havoc, you know, Lust really has a lock on what exactly they're capable of. She's doused Mustang in water, so now he can't do anything, and bullets have already proven merely semi-effective. So this is actually interesting. You know, the way Mustang's alchemy works. In a sense... The way he creates flames is, it seems to me, is by uh, ionizing water and breaking it down into hydrogen and oxygen and then igniting that by means of uh, his special gloves. You have to come up with some other ignition source if the gloves are wet, but, you know, if you have a friend with the lighter, that's no mean feat. I do find it interesting that Lust had sort of, um, I guess overlooked that. You know, it seems to me that Colonel Mustang was sort of like public enemy number one on their list. And, you know, perhaps she might have exercised a bit more caution. Of course, at the same time, caution might have nothing to do with it if an explosion isn't enough to kill her. You know, it looks like it certainly scoured the skin off her, but, you know, aside from being painful, it probably isn't all that effective. 
Oh dear. The colonel's not playing at all. He just yanked the Philosopher's Stone right out of her. So, I mean, I guess he's got good reason. His buddy Havoc just sort of, uh, got impaled rather viciously. So, at this point in time, I'm not sure whether or not Mustang knows the true nature of the Philosopher's Stone. But at this point, it's, um, merely academic. You know, he's not going to get the opportunity to use it. Although, if he knew it was, in fact, congealed human souls, I'm not sure whether he would. He seems like the type of ruthless person who might do it, but... I don't know, I feel like he has enough of a sense of morality to maybe have some pause before doing that. So the plot's getting really thick here. You know, Lust has survived, she's impaled Mustang, and now the Fuhrer, otherwise known as Wrath, has also shown up too. So if Lust can't, I guess, get things under control, then uh, he certainly will. So this is certainly not a good situation, you know. Both Havoc and Mustang are bleeding pretty heavily from puncture wounds, and, well, Les seems to think that they're basically dead at this point. You know, it's all over bar the shouting, so she might as well go attend to other matters. Alright, so this is interesting here. Barry has sort of let slip that a body without its natural soul is uh, prone to decay. So, unfortunately for Alphonse, you know, that puts him squarely in the same category in that he might not have a body to return to. So, you know, if that weren't all bad enough, Lust has now shown up and, uh, presumably she's not going to be doing anything good. You know, if she was able to take care of the Colonel and Havoc, it stands to reason that Hawkeye, Alphonse, and uh, Barry the Chopper might not fare all that much better. Oh dear. I almost hate to say it, but I feel bad for Barry, you know? He was a neat character. I feel like he sort of kind of meant well in a weird sort of way. Oh dear. 
So this makes you think a little bit, you know? Surely this can't be the reaction of an otherwise level-headed officer learning of the death of her superior. Right? You know, it seems a bit too frenzied for that. Really makes you think, doesn't it? So despite her good aim, you know, all the various firearms Hawkeye has really don't seem to affect Lust too terribly much, you know? So I'd imagine that this is, um, a rather important scene here. You know, Alphonse is standing up, essentially on his own, against this homunculus. And I'd imagine that in his mind, he's sort of thinking, you know, all these other people have died already, in part due to my insufficiency. So, I can't let this happen a third time. It certainly is honorable. Oh, you know what? There we go. I am vindicated. Alphonse is perhaps understandably deeply affected by Nina Tucker, the lieutenant colonel, and then Greed's minions. Fortunately for him, he doesn't have to uh, do all the heavy lifting. Now, this is one of the absolutely just most brutal scenes in the entirety of the anime as far as I'm concerned. Man. Like, Mustang, he carved the alchemical circle into his hand. He's cauterized his own puncture wound shut. And now he's decided that since bullets don't work, you know, my only option is to burn you to death repeatedly. Like, Mustang is of no illusion that, you know, doing this once or twice will be sufficient, so he's going to do it as many times as it takes. And, ah, man, it's just brutal the way Lust becomes like this burned, charred, desiccated corpse of little more than bones and sinew. She really becomes unhinged at the end, and... You know, understandably so. I'd imagine it's very painful to be burned to death like that over and over again. You know, I was going to talk about this a little bit earlier before I got sidetracked, but I think it's fairly fitting here that Mustang and Hawkeye are at the death of lust. You know, the way Hawkeye reacted sort of indicates romantic feelings, whether or not they're requited. And Mustang, I think, is fairly clearly the object of her affection. You know, lust is sort of like... I guess you'd call it sexual attraction without love, you know, in the context of the sin, so... In a sense... 
love one out over lust in a really sort of uh, contrived way if you kind of like squint and look at it. At least that's my analysis. I do think it's interesting here that Wrath decided not to intervene. Perhaps because, like Les was saying, Alphonse is considered a sacrifice for whatever fell purpose they have. Perhaps because, I don't know, it would not have been expedient to blow his cover and kill all of them. For whatever reason, uh, it's ultimately good he didn't, I suppose. And, you know, I feel kind of bad for Winry in that there's really very little she can meaningfully do to help anyone. And I'd imagine that that's a very uncomfortable position to be in when, uh, well, people are dying and killing and there's governmental conspiracies going on. You know, not like she's privy to that, per se. So this is another unfortunate scene in that, you know, Barry sort of kills himself in a weird way. And like in his dying moments, he was really only concerned that he wouldn't be able to butcher people anymore. So I guess it's ultimately a good thing he was stopped, but like, I don't know. I think the voice actor did a really good job of selling the existential terror Uh-oh. think the plot's about to get, uh, really thick now. Seemingly after who knows how many years, Edward is, uh, within spitting distance of his father, who, at this point, may or may not be a, an arch-villain. Of course, Ed doesn't really know that. All he knows is that his father abandoned them, so not too much better.
Alright, well that's it for this episode. If you've enjoyed it, then by all means, tune in for the next one. See you, Space Cowboy.